0: Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.
1: The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. right here i am back in action hey hey welcome welcome to the five count here it is we're here Ton's super excited to be back for another saturday of great radio am i really that excited i'm putting words in his mouth he's probably actually not excited whatsoever but i said he was and now he's got to pretend that he is dude i am so excited to be here welcome to the show ton thank you so much It's going to be a great show tonight.
2: I'm really excited for all of you listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be the best five count this week has
1: ever seen. I can safely say that's probably going to be the case. It's very accurate. The best one this week. Yes. But that still kind of puts a lot of pressure on me, I feel. On you? Yeah. What's the deal with you? Well, because I'm like the the bread and you're the butter. Oh, okay. So to speak.
2: But it's not that hard to be bred, dude. You just sit there and be nice and soft and then toasty when you need to be and firm it up a little bit, and I'm just going to be the grease on those wheels. I'm going to grease you up real nicely.
1: Yeah, you know what? You're right. I can pull that off.
2: I'm going to grease you right up.
1: Thank you so much. You're welcome. Son, we've got a big show, fresh off of Easter Sunday. We're back. We're back, and it's going to be a great show for the kids, for the families out there. Our major demographic... We appeal to mostly uh, ages six through eight. 74. 74, I meant. Old people yeah. and small children. That's Think right. ton is thebomb.com. Bomb.com. Everyone in between, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's tough. Probably did like us when they were eight, but now we've been on the air so long, now they're in their 30s and they've blown Dodge. They have
2: blown Dodge. <laughs> This Dodge guy is a lucky guy, I think.
1: I don't know what that means, Ton, but let me tell you who's going to be on the program tonight. Yes, please do. We've got a special guest, very special guest, exclusive interview tonight with voice actor Bob West. Bob West. Let me know if you have heard of some of the credits to Bob West's resume. All right. Uh, Barney the dinosaur. Oh, dude, never heard of it. Well, he's uh, Barney from Barney and Friends. That's pretty crazy, actually. Bob West. I've heard of the. I've
2: heard of Bob West. Okay, continue. Is there more? He's done a bunch of stuff, right? He's
1: done all sorts of commercials. Yeah. He did a bunch of the animatronic robots from the Chuck E. Cheese band back in awesome. the day. Awesome. And now he's done the Five Count, which Man. is probably like right up there on the top of his list. I'm sure it is. And I'm sure you're in his references if he ever needs to seek employment. Hey, I know ton. Say no more. You're hired. (laughs) That's how I got this job. Oh, that's awesome. A lot of people don't know that. Well, now they do. Ton, can I say something that I just thought of but should have said last week? Yes. I think I first became aware of you and heard your voice around Easter time Roughly the year 2004 of our Lord. Really? When I tuned in to KMSU Great Radio, and I heard you and Melons right around Easter time playing Metallica's Injustice for All for some reason. Really? That's a weird thing to think about. Well, I'm just uh, not sure why I just thought of that, but it's been a long time. It's a long, strange trip, really. Yeah.
2: You know what's really funny is just thinking about, like, we've had... We've talked about this together. We've had a lot of different interactions with fans, right? With people that are legitimate, like fans of the show or fans of us or whatever. I've encountered this a lot. And they have different stories or, you know, think about that sort of stuff. So it's also weird to think about you having, (laughs) like, a memory stuck in there. Oh, the first time I heard Ton's voice. Like, that's just a really odd thing to think about i don't know why it's just really interesting
1: well i'm an odd man ton
2: i i have to say i'm sorry but i have no idea the first time that i heard your voice
1: oh i do it was uh, shortly before you slammed the door in my face after you were bragging about being friends with bb king at the <laughs> minnesota zoo
3: <laughs> oh yeah
2: i only remember that because of how many times you've told me the story
1: <laughs> not that you know i think about it often or that it really affected me deeply and I carry it with me forever. Did I say hi or anything? Did I say... Said something, but it wasn't uh, a pleasantry. I know that. Okay, dude. You gave me the do-you-see-these-jack-boots kind of look <laughs> and raised an eyebrow <laughs> and a switchblade, and I was out of there. Nice, dude. Nice. Wow. But all it right. all worked out. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. Ton, uh, Bob West, Barney and Friends.
2: That's pretty crazy. Do you, you think... Do you think he goes around talking like Barney, hoping people
1: recognize him? He does do a lot of conventions. Okay. And I think he's on Cameo. Wow. But he is, uh, I think, believe it or not, it was 29 years ago this week, Barney and Friends debuted on uh, PBS. That's weird to think about. Well, do you remember back when uh, Barney was kind of like the Beatles? Like everywhere you went, Barney everything Barney oh in that sense okay yeah
2: I do remember that I do remember like the Barney explosion so to speak I was never I feel like I was already too old where I I don't ever recall watching Barney myself you know I was like this is
1: well you would have been about 12
2: yeah it was too old for Barney
1: yeah you say that but part of me thinks that that's probably not the true story you're saying you watched Barney I'm saying I watch Barney. It's not past tense. That's ridiculous. Now I'm friends with Barney. So what are you going to do? I don't don't know. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do, if I'm honest. Well, you could answer some uh, mailbag questions or probably could, like, uh, you know, maybe receive a couple phone calls. The hotline is open. The hotline is open,
2: 507-319-519-2030. I just had to ask you what it was. I know. And now you forgot. We both do this, because sometimes I forget what it is, and I have to ask you, and then you know it, and its I was thinking about that right when I said
1: it. You know what? It's fine, because we're not actually live, so if you're hearing this live on Saturday and you call, we're not here. If you're hearing this live,
2: please write down this number,
1: 507-519-2030. If you're hearing this live right now, call us three days ago,
2: Yeah, and then talk to the Ton. Or in how many four, five, four days? Yeah,
1: Ton's not real good at math. He was Call kicked out 40s. of five days. Kicked out of high school. Please, it's kind of like the Breakfast Club, where he was like taping butt cheeks together. Yeah, and hiding weed in his locker and crawling through the <laughs> ceiling tiles. You know, that's yeah. essentially Ton in a nutshell. It's a, yeah, it's a, I still do all that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You're telling me, Ton, it's WrestleMania weekend. Is it really? How do you feel about that? Dude. Throwing a wrench right in WrestleMania weekend.
2: I don't know how I feel about it. Are we watching it? Am I watching it right now?
1: I uh, know you're here right now doing the show. I thought that's weird. Plus, I don't. Well, what's happening here? Are we stuck in some kind of like gleaming the cube alternate dimension? Time warp. I don't know. I hope so. Maybe. Well, it doesn't matter, ton because we got some music, we've got some mailbag questions, we've got some good times and some great oldies, and we've got a song about Ninja Robots. That sounds awesome. Remember when we watched a film called Ninja Robot? Yes, yes I do. It was part of the Five Count at the Movies series, which is only available to our attractive friends on Patreon.
2: It was very high quality film, very high quality, really decent, and very entertaining, Robot Ninja.
1: What he said.
2: And all of our patrons, yes, you're correct. They're extremely attractive. That's kind of like a prerequisite. If you want to be a patron, it's on there. Like, please donate your money, but first we need to take a picture of your face, send it to us, and then we determine how attractive you are and whether or not you're allowed.
1: Yep. Sorry. No augos on Patreon. That's just a long-standing rule we've had for many years. Mm Mm-hmm. Ton, let's hear some music, and then we'll come back. Hey, you like music, don't you? I love it. Like songs and stuff?
2: Yeah, especially this bed music. I am loving this right now.
1: Well, you're uh, you're the resident chocolate chip, so it makes sense that you would be into this. Thank you so much. We can hear another song that isn't about stuff like that, but it, it is, as I mentioned, about ninja robots.
4: Let's do it. I'll show you what the robot ninja is really about.
5: I'm sure you'll go, it. I oh, am yeah, the robot ninja...
6: a confrontation, late one night. What you want to do when your are funny, Miller? Late one night. Lenny Miller fled the hero, late one night. Stop it!
5: Leave it
6: Late one night. Sanchez and the boys had their fun, late one night. Get
5: up, Rebelle.
6: that slut. Late one night. Lenny Miller made a decision, late one Well, late one night. Thank you, is evils. Late one night. They're going to end up like your friend. Late one night. Miller makes a mistake. Late one night. Let's
5: see a
6: robot, please. Late one night. Miller kills himself on a late night. I'm done. I'm done. Dispatch, this is a I've got three bodies. Two dead.
5: Okay.
6: A fire
7: that bears no flame A fire that
4: bears no flame But what's
7: even more strange Honey, than these things Yes, it is, baby It is the love That bear no rain. Oh, a rose That bear no thorn A rose
4: that bears no thorn
7: And April showers That bear no rain
4: April shower that there's no rain.
7: What's even more strange, baby, in these things? Oh no, it is a love affair that bears no pain.
4: Those who don't know it, never learn.
7: So let me tell those, those who search in vain, there's no love of friend that bears no pain, oh
8: Hi, this is Stephen Pearson, the Rat Bastard. You're
1: listening to The Five Counts, where we rat and roll.
9: Welcome to the new Ghostbusters movie mystery. In just a moment, you'll get a chance to meet Egon Spengler, the brave, courageous hero from the Ghostbusters movies. Now, kids, answer the three questions that Egon will ask you later on this record, and you could be eligible to win one of the two grand prizes in the new Ghostbusters movie mystery sweetstakes. And right now, I take great pride in introducing Egon Spengler.
4: Hello, Ghostbusters fans. Have you been looking out for ghosts lately? Great. Now you have a chance to be an honorary member of the Ghostbusters team. You can win a trip to Hollywood for you and your family, and meet me, Dr. Egon Spengler. How lucky can you get? Uh Haha. Well, it could be worse. You could be meeting Slimer. Now, here's a tip. Clues to the mystery questions are contained in the new Ghostbusters movie. If you haven't seen it yet, make plans to go right away. It's great. You've never seen ghosts like the ones in this movie. Everyone thinks the Ghostbusters are beaten, but you know better, don't you? We're back, and we're better than ever. Especially me, the brilliant Dr. Egon Spengler, with twice the know-how and twice the particle power. (laughs) Now remember, everyone, if there's something wrong in your neighborhood, who you gotta call? Now, Egon will ask you some fun questions about the new Ghostbusters movie. Question number one. Name the woman who works at the art museum who's Peter Benkman's girlfriend. Number two. On what holiday does the big bust happen at the end of the movie? And question number three, what U.S. monument do the Ghostbusters work from to save the city?
9: Okay, is everybody ready to enter the sweepstakes? Mail a 3x5 card with your answers, your name, age, and address, including zip code, and your telephone number, to the new Ghostbusters Movie Mystery Sweepstakes, P.O. Box 4029, Beverly Hills, California, 90213-4029. The more you enter, the more chances you have to win. Only one entry per envelope, please. See details and official rules on specially marked boxes of new Ghostbusters, Cookie Crisp, and Dinosaurs brand cereals. There are two versions of the record, so collect them both.
4: See you at the movies, kids. Chaka-chaka-chaka-chaka-con. Chaka-con. 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 Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Chaka-con. Let me rock it. That's all I want to do. Chaka-con. Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Chaka-con. Let me rock it, let me feel for you. Chaka Khan, What you tell me what you want to do? Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I want to do. I want to love you, want to hug you, want to squeeze you too. So let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Chaka. Because you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Chaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I want to rock you, Chaka, baby, but you make me want to scream. Let me rock it, rock it.
8: This is Albert Bouchard, and you are listening to The Five Count.
1: back ton
2: oh yeah thank oh, you yeah. so much
1: oh yeah <laughs> oh
2: yeah
1: <laughs> oh this is great yeah it's the five count is what it is yeah it is here we are uh blow your speakers that's what ton and Manowar war always say
2: that is exactly
1: and uh you know anytime that i'm uh, thinking second guessing myself you know thinking what should i do i always think to myself what would ton and or Manowar war do in this situation it's That's a good plan. never steered me wrong.
2: Yeah. It's a very
1: good plan and motto to live by. It's worked so far. <clears throat> Could you imagine if Tun were in Manowar? Oh, dude. Because I can't. might wow. get sick to my stomach. Yeah, you probably would. Thinking about how sweet that would be. It would be ridiculous. Tun, I got a... What they call a text message. Kids call it. It's kind of like a letter or an electronic mail. Okay. Except it gets sent to your telephone, your portable cellular phone. Portables. Are you following anything I'm saying? Here? I'm really trying hard, but it's really tough. Here, Here is a text message from anonymous person. I may or may not have used the wrong number, so this might be a duplicate text. Uh, it was not. This is the only one we got. This question is for Ton. Of course it is. What do you think of a Ducati Street Fighter V4 motorcycle? Signed, Anonymous Coward. Anonymous Coward? Well, they didn't leave a name. Do you know what he's first of all, talking about?
2: First of all, what is this question is for ton? Of course it is. What is that supposed to mean? Dust? It means you like you getting you're- upset.
1: You're the one of the duo here. You're oh, like geez. you're like the George Michael and I'm the other guy. You're Shh. like the Scott Bale. No. You're like the You're like the punch
2: Not if we talk to And Shil- I'm Bill. other
1: guy whose name escapes <laughs> everyone. Not if you talk to Shill, Bill. He only loves you till the end. Well, there is always that one strange person who always preferred the what was it, Andrew Ridgely or whatever that guy's name was in yeah, Wham? Yeah,
2: yeah. George
1: Michael and Other Guy. Yeah. I'm. That's me, Other that's Guy. It. Well, that's
2: fine. That's still pretty good.
1: You're the Barbarino and I'm the Horseshack.
2: It's better than nothing. Or
1: possibly someday I could be Juan Epstein if I play my cards right.
2: Well, do you want to answer the Street Fighter question?
1: Yes. I think that bike uh, sounds incredibly dangerous and you need to maybe uh, steer clear and get something a little more reliable and a little more safe.
2: Well, just hold on a like second. Like a
1: hatchback.
2: We don't. We can't just say that. We don't know this person's experience level. And are they even asking if they're it to like purchase it themselves, or are they just asking me what
1: I think of it? They just want your opinion, Ton, like most people do about most things. All right.
2: So I do know about it. Um, I am well aware of the Street Fighter uh, and the V4. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how to start this. Um the
1: bike? So Usually well, you gotta like kick it down like
2: No, that it's electric start. Oh. so <laughs> I'm a huge Ducati fan. I have not been an extreme fan of the Street Fighter model like since since it started. I have not been a
1: huge fan of that. What about E Honda? Mostly because Come on, Ton, don't glance over yes, that. E-Honda. I am a it's the name of a motorcycle, but also a guy from Street Fighter. That was funny, damn it. I don't think it is.
2: A, well, the
1: Honda is, but not E-Honda.
2: Okay. <laughs> so the, the Street Fighter um, is a little bit, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't think I would buy one for myself. Um, it's a little bit like looking like a transformer, and that's a little bit not my style.
1: That's all. Like it can transform into giant robots? It sort like? of
2: looks like that. It's The styling of it looks like that. Um, also, in person, it looks kind of weird. Like the headlight situation looks kind of weird. Kind of makes the bike, to me, look like it's missing something in that department. Uh, which is whatever. I mean, if you love it, go right ahead. There's plenty of Ducatis to go around. Um, I like uh, different Diavel variants, and there's a lot of people that hate those. That hate the Diablo, but I absolutely love it. Um the V4, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I haven't ridden one yet, but I would love to. Uh COVID really threw a wrench into my whole um ride and review YouTube channel stuff. But I really hope I can get on a V4 and check it out. Yeah, I I have to be honest, though, I'd rather ride a Panigale. I would really rather do that. Of course. Um but you know, whatever. So, I'm open to it. I, I bet, I'm i sure that motor completely rocks. Um, Can we take a quick sidebar? Street Fighter is just not my thing.
1: Can we um, get the riding reviews back on Two Wheel Done except make them walking reviews and you just walk around and talk about stuff? I mean, sure, I guess. Okay. I don't think anybody would care, though. Ah, uh, Hello. Me? I mean, you would care. I sit and hit refresh every five minutes every day, <laughs> hoping that there will be a new two-wheeled Ton video on YouTube. Yeah, you're probably the only one.
2: Look I'm worth it, ton. Could that be you? No. Riding that Street Fighter dude? I mean, I would ride one. Don't get me wrong. Maybe if I rode one, my, I would change my mind. I don't know. I
9: don't
1: hey, know. anonymous texter, do you have one of these bikes? Maybe you could pick Ton up and you could wrap your arms around him real tight and you guys could go out for an ice cream i tell you what i've been more interested in lately is just getting a monster energy
2: drink i'd kind of like to get it no it's a A monster truck a ducati monster i'd love to get a monster i also really want to get a dirt bike though if i buy another bike i think i want to go dirt bike i think i want to go a husqvarna why don't you get someone with a
1: sidecar so i can come with i want to get one of those new two strokes with oil injection that'd be awesome dude That'd be awesome. Sounds like something you should do in private.
2: <laughs> yes. So that's my question to you, anonymous texter. How do you feel about dirt bikes? What is your ultimate street machine that you would love to have?
10: If
1: you could have any bike, what would it be? Wow, pressure's on.
2: Yes, please text it back,
1: 507-519-2030. Ton, we've got a voicemail from a guy. His name is Jerry. Oh, really? Want to hear that?
2: Yeah, I've, I think I've heard of this guy before.
1: Okay, let's uh, hear it what... Is the ice cream guy, Ben and Jerry? Uh, could be Okay We'll have to find out together
0: Hello Let me see here I didn't hear a beep Am I being recorded right now? Let me see Hey man I think I am I am on the five count hotline This is Jerry I'm from Rochester And you know what? I was just thinking about uh, The background music You know Cyndi Lauper Change of heart And then she you used to use The Tina Turner We don't need another hero Yeah And uh, yeah Yeah you know Stephen uh the Rat lead singer. Man, I seen them guys in Rochester here in 1986. I mean, I was outside by the tour bus, and they would not let guys in that area. He was laying it down, and um, he uh, there was women going in and out of that bus like there was no tomorrow. And I remember that. I still have hearing in my hearing loss in my right ear because that concert was so loud, and I was right in front. I mean, that was one of the greatest. Uh, you know. Back in the day, Rochester had concerts like you wouldn't believe. I think I've seen Striper like three times in one year. So, yeah, that was a good interview with the man, Stephen Piercy. And, you know, he goes round and round and likes to lay it down. All right, have a good one. Keep on rocking and rolling out there. Keep up the good work. And I'm just out here trying to survive. I'm just out here.
1: There you go, Tom. Dude... He's what just a out guy.
2: There. What a guy. He is just out there. Jerry, dude, I hear you, man. I feel you. You are just out there, and I appreciate you being out there, okay? I really do.
1: Kind of sounded similar to uh, nowadays in your tour bus situation.
2: Yeah, but I mean.
1: Uh, so much laying it down. I'm usually <laughs> sitting on the curb on the other side of the velvet rope <laughs> looking at my watch. <laughs> no dudes allowed, including Dusty
2: send the next one
1: (laughs) that's ridiculous could you imagine seeing striper three times in a calendar year I cannot
2: that seems out of control but that Jerry is like a very extremely stoked individual and maybe that's why maybe that's what we're missing
1: he just said to hell with the devil yeah three times in the same year Uh, yeah dude he did he very obviously did would you consider black and yellow spandex?
2: Yeah, I would. mean, I know sure. people
1: can't see you while we're on the air, but yeah. for me, I think it'd be a real pick me up. Yeah, let's do it. Black and yellow spandex. I'm fine with it. Excellent. Ah, uh, ton. I don't know if you knew this, but Bob West is on the program tonight. Yeah, he's the voice of Barney the Dinosaur. That's ridiculous. Well, we played some uh, Robot Ninja songs and some Man of War and some Chaka Khan, so I figured why not play some Barney and Friends? Yeah, you, you want know, to do give that. everybody a little bit. Sure, give him a little bit of some of that something. And if you stay tuned, Todd, we might even be real obnoxious and play some wrestling theme songs for WrestleMania. I guess it's probably a thing we should do. But before that, we need to get to our exclusive interview with Bob West. Let's do it. We are joined on the phone today by voice actor Bob West. You probably know him better as Barney the Dinosaur. Hey, Bob, how you doing today? Good. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time out here.
3: You're you're most welcome. I'm so sorry it's taken so long to get together. It's uh it's just been pretty crazy. I have um I started a new job, uh, a new graphics job about uh, well a few weeks ago, and it's one of those series that uh, takes lots of time and lots of graphics. So long days <laughs> and no stopping. <laughs>
1: I get it. Um, it's great that you're keeping busy, and uh, I won't keep you too long. I just had a few questions for you
3: okay shoot
1: awesome well um can you tell the listeners a bit about uh you know how it all started for you i guess uh voice acting and you know i'm always uh, kind of fascinated by how that business works
3: sure well you know i always tell people that i was just a weird kid you know and i did voices and noises and stuff and (laughs) and uh ended up uh at a college where there was a really nice recording studio and i have friend who had access to it who was a sound engineer studying that and uh we got in there and I did a voice demo that was like two and a half minutes long and completely self-indulgent and <laughs> ridiculous and, uh, voices and crazy noises and stuff. And I shopped it around to ad agencies in, uh, in the San Antonio area at, which is where I was at the time. I was at Trinity university and, uh, actually started getting work. And that was in like what, 1978 at nine, about 1979 or so. And, uh, Built a um, a really good uh, clientele for commercials. Uh, lots of um, narrative, lots of educational and sales narration. Uh, doing really interesting things like electronics and chemistry and, and all sorts of things. Uh, lots of teaching. Laser discs back when. <laughs> Google that, kids. <laughs> but uh, but then I moved to uh, Dallas Fort Worth and uh, and things progressed on from there. You know, it's weird that some people seem to kind of, uh, stumble into, uh, the
1: voice acting business, but, uh, you know, right. others kind of know that, um, you know, making uh, funny noises, as you mentioned, <laughs> is kind of uh, something they, they kind of uh, have planned out as a little kid.
3: Yeah. I mean, I always thought I wanted to do, uh, you know, just character voices of, of any kind in any sort of, uh, any sort of, uh, venue and medium and, uh, I ended up doing that. But I also, uh, I also kept my parallel career as a, uh, as a graphic designer and creative director uh you know for for a while i was doing writing and producing uh radio and tv commercials and uh doing a pretty good variety of things until uh barney came along and then that took up most of my time so
1: well i gotta ask you i know uh, early on you uh, provided some voices uh for the uh the animatronic band uh, for chuck e cheese i don't know if yeah kids today realize that you know how cool that was for for kids you know back in the 80s and into the 90s
3: yeah the animatronics were really it was a cutting-edge thing back then um kids are are kind of jaded now i think because we've seen so much in in terms of not just animatronics but also cgi and and that sort of thing so kids are a lot more sophisticated in terms of what looks real and what's entertaining to them and uh but boy back in the day it was uh it was it was great of course uh, chucky e. Cheese still has a lot of a lot of great fans and uh i have some chucky e. cheeses fans who con- are in you know pretty pretty close contact with me on a regular basis and uh but we had such a great time doing those voices i started doing those about uh probably by i think about six months before uh, i did uh started doing barney and that was um that was great we took lots of time and we did like uh three three day sessions uh recording the voices uh, the the music and everything and lots of sophisticated harmonies and people don't realize what went into recording those studio those uh those sessions it was it was really pretty pretty amazing and a lot of fun really was so
1: was that part of the uh the rock fire explosion those recording I know they had some uh, recordings and stuff on
3: yeah, I came in after, well, it was what's called a Concept Unification, where the two chains uh, got together, and they unified into one single show that they did, and that became Chuck E. Cheese's, and so I came on board as they were doing uh, Concept U, as it was called. And, um, and so they recast everything, uh, all the, the voices and everything. And, uh, and I got two of the voices. I got Jasper and Pasquale Jasper T gels and uh, Pasquale, the guy who makes all the pizzas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I know you did a lot of, uh, commercials and, and stuff too. Um, before, before the Barney show, uh, do you have any, of uh, those, um, you know, maybe commercials or, or cartoons that maybe some of the listeners, um, might, uh, recognize you from.
3: Well, I did, you know, I did uh, various, lots of regional radio for uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And There's a region around uh, Dallas-Fort Worth in Texas, and I think it reaches Arkansas or something. And but there's uh, where those commercials ran, and I did, you know, everything from McDonald's to uh, Bud Light and 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 everything in between, uh, car dealerships, and it's one of those things where. Uh, you're a hired gun and uh, you come in and, and do, you never know what you're going to go into the, do when you uh, get into the studio uh, on any particular day. But I also did some, I also did some, uh, you know, national TV VO uh, stuff like um, the NCAA national basketball championships, you know, that sort of thing. So I did, I, I had a pretty good variety there I was uh, doing for a
1: while. Well, of course, uh, eventually you made your way uh, to uh, working uh, with PBS and, you know, Barney the dinosaur and. Was that just another job for you at the time or or could you sense that this
3: would be something you'd be talking about all these years later? Well, we had no idea really. It was supposed to be just, um, three home videos, I think when we started out and, uh, you know, the producers were brand new to doing that sort of thing. They had never produced a, you know, a television program for uh distribution on, on video or, uh, and, uh, and so they were, it was kind of a learning process for everybody, but boy, uh, Talk about a lot of heart in it and improving the product over time. They really put lots of effort into, uh, into educational aspects uh, uh, as well. And I uh, had great consultants that they worked with on that. But nobody realized that the, the tapes would take off like they did. Um, they were very clever and they got them out to, um, to uh, daycare centers and kids watched them. And then they asked their parents to, to find them. And, uh, so their parents would find them at, you know, the VHS at the local blockbuster video. And, uh, and from there, um, that's actually where, uh, the PBS series came from it was because, uh, an executive with Connecticut public television, his daughter was, uh, it just pointed to a video and said, I'd like to see that. And he was amazed at how she reacted to it. And, uh, and, uh, then he brought it to uh, PBS. Well, Bob,
1: I know most voiceover guys, uh, you know, they kind of jump around a lot and do a whole lot of stuff, you know, and hope to maybe land a, a, a wrong, you know, a long running show, but uh, you really uh, hit the jackpot here uh, you know, <laughs> with the character of Barney. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, it's still going on today. And I mean, I know you're not doing it anymore, but that's a, a long time for, uh, for that character.
3: Yeah, it really is. Um, I left in what, about 2000 and uh, had done it for, I believe, nearly 12 years and yeah the character is you know a lot of people believe the character is really evergreen um it depends on you know the the whim of of the market and you know uh everybody's you know the markets are fickle and they're up and down and everything but we're you know there's a talk of a new barney movie in development and uh so we'll see what happens there i think that you know the number of people who come to me on a regular basis you know uh, fans in their 20s um people who watched when they were kids and uh, and younger kids too, who are being introduced to the, the character by uh, people who watched it when they were kids, you know, Barney fans are having their own Barney fans. And uh, so it's, you know, it's kind of uh, Barney's kind of universal. And uh, I think it's going to, I think it's going to keep going for, for quite a while. Yeah. It seems like uh,
1: for a while there, Barney and friends uh, kind of like Beetlemania in a bit, <laughs> you know, really kind of took over the world
3: there for a while. It was absolutely crazy and surreal for a few years there. There was one year, especially that, uh, Cheryl Leach, the, the, the woman we call the mom Barnes, Barney's mom. Uh, she said that, uh, this one year was our, uh, or Barney's Elvis year. <laughs> so we would go to, you know, to these personal appearances and things that we had one in particular, we went to Hartford, Connecticut, which is, you know, Connecticut public television is our, uh, was our home base, uh, for PBS and uh, they had anticipated like 600 people showing up for this meet and greet with Barney where you could get your child's picture taken with Barney and 6,000 people showed up. Wow. So <laughs> that was, that was crazy. Yeah. We had several, several uh, uh, events like that where, you know, it turned out that uh, they really come, came to realize finally that they had to start ticket controlling things because it was yeah. just crazy and, you know, lots of merchandising and everything too as well. But uh, but yeah, he was, he was, uh, really, really, uh, front of mind and really super present there for a few years.
1: So was that weird for you at all being, you know, the voice of, you know, probably one of the most popular characters on the planet, but then I imagine you're still able to, uh, you know, go to the grocery store and, and probably not be bothered by, you know, unless you're the real super fans, you kind of have that, uh, <laughs> anonymity to, to kind of have both sides of things.
3: Yeah, it's true. Um, as one of my, uh, uh, sound recordists. Uh, one of my uh, audio engineers once said, uh, "You too can be anonymously famous," <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Uh, I could, you know, walk down the street and nobody would have anybody any idea who I was. Um, at the time, we were doing this kind of anonymity thing for all the performers, and which is kind of understandable. But uh, but as time went on, even Disney uh, started promoting their voice actors, and so uh, we started. Uh, promoting ourselves as well and uh, finally I've got you know photographs out there and people can pick me out in an airport if they know I'm arriving at a convention or something so um, but yeah if I you know if I wanted a little bit of uh, attention or wanted to have some fun I would put on one of my Barney touring jackets and I'd go to the grocery store and it never failed to to get reactions of people coming up to me and asking questions and stuff it's just it was just a lot of fun Well, what was the
1: process like for recording the shows? Was that something you did? um, Were you there kind of recording the lines as the show went on or did you add them in afterwards or how did that work?
3: Well, we had a, we did a, a, it was a different process than uh, most shows like say Sesame Street and uh, with uh, Big Bird, a full body puppet like that. Usually the performer inside provides both the movement and the voice. Um, we had, uh, you know, and they'll have a microphone on inside the costume, but what happened was, uh, when they first started developing the show, uh, they didn't have experience in building costumes. And so they started building the costume before they actually cast the performer, which is kind of backwards. So it turned out that I was too tall for the costume they were already building. (laughs) And so I could not do the, the body, but they liked my voice. So they decided to split the role into two parts and uh we did this thing we just started syncing up together we called it dino sync you know we kind of joked that we were going to trademark it and patent the process but um but yeah we uh, you know it's just not the usual way it's done but it really worked well because each of us got to you know concentrate on our own job on eye on the voice and the body performer on their movement and everything and and i think it really um I think it really paid off in a lot of ways because Barney could be really physical and active and, and we didn't have to loop anything later. Uh, it was just went straight to tape and the editors loved that, you know? So it was, um it was great. It was, it also, I think it really affected the, uh, it affected the performances in some ways too, because it's not me. Uh, you know, I didn't come in later and record and just react to something on tape. We actually did things in real time so that when the kids, would change a line, I would change to, you know, to counter and to correct and to, you know, get into a song cue or something. And, uh, and just the, you know, matching the energy and that sort of thing. And so it really, I really think the process is, uh, was one of the things that made Barney uh, a success. Well, and that's uh, amazing in itself, kind of a
1: a very successful recording career for you as far as, you know, all the songs and stuff, Uh, you know, definitely different than, uh, you know, doing the liners for you know, basketball games and stuff, yeah. not like an international, uh, recording artist.
3: Yeah. I uh, well, well, I've got this guy <laughs> that's <laughs> from the, uh, from, uh, uh, several volumes, I guess, volume one and volume two of, uh, Barney's, uh, Barney's favorites. So, uh, but yeah, it was just, it was crazy. We, you know, we sold like over 4 million albums and, uh, and you know, uh, now even, even now, um, Barney songs are being played on, uh, on Pandora and other streaming services and stuff. So you can find him out there if you want to listen in. Well, Bob, you mentioned uh, doing more um, kind of graphic design work
1: nowadays. How has that uh, transition been for you to get away from you know, the voice acting and you know, kind of the everyday uh, stuff that involved with that to, uh, to doing uh, what you're doing now?
3: Well, I'd always maintained a parallel career. Uh, in voice acting and, and uh, graphic design, two parallel careers. And so uh, I'd been doing uh, graphic design and, and, uh, and some marketing consult- consultation for, you know, for small clients and web development and that sort of thing. So th- it was less of a, a uh, transition and more of a just kind of plumping up one side and letting it take more of my time. Um, so now I'm doing... Right now I'm uh, doing full-time uh, graphic design for uh, the, the third season of The Rookie on ABC. And uh, I've done various other shows, like uh, I did uh, The Muppets uh, on ABC, and I did, uh, okay. I've done Speechless and, uh, let's see, Single Parents and Reaching Back. I've been doing uh, television and film for quite some time. I, did, uh, I worked on uh, Buffy, or I worked on Angel, I think I might've done one episode of Buffy, but I did angel and the OC and 90210 and uh, all all those old school things. And then running up through, you know, brothers and sisters and, you know, lots of shows in between, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been good to have two careers. So, you know, when kids, when your parents tell you have a fallback, you know, have some kind of a fallback career, they're, they're telling you something that's very wise (laughs) and you can, you know, Always have have more than one skill set. That's uh, it's very uh, very handy sometimes.
1: I gotta imagine that must be a, a trip for some of these people that are on these shows now. If they find out, you know, hey, you know, uh, Barney did
3: uh, the graphics for us. <laughs> What's funny is that our PAs, our production assistants, are generally in their twenties, and uh, and and for a while I kind of kept it quiet, uh, and didn't really talk about it. But uh, after you know when I started doing the conventions and stuff, I had to, you know, my wonderful production designers that I work with are very supportive and they'll, they'll uh, I'll say, oh, I've got a convention coming up in a couple of months and they'll find somebody else to fill in for me for a few days as I go to uh, one of the pop culture conventions. But, uh, but as that uh, started and I started doing more promotion, it kind of got out that I was doing both gigs and I'd have people come up to me. Some of the PAs would come up to me on the shows and say, um excuse me but um is it true that <laughs> you did the voice of barney <laughs> like, yeah you know and they're just it's so great it's just so much fun because they're just so appreciative and and really sweet about it so it's it really is marvelous
1: that's awesome well i know yeah. bob you do a lot of uh, conventions and stuff uh, and i know a lot of that's on hold now but uh you know that's got to be a uh, great for you as you mentioned a lot of kids and uh, their kids and you know, maybe even at this point, a couple of grandkids might be showing up. So that, that's gotta be awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, we've got, uh, we have, uh, you know, kids of all ages and I mean, they people are introduced to getting, uh, introducing their nieces and nephews and, you know, and so we've got, still got kids of all ages watching, watching Barney and, uh, coming to the conventions. They're bringing their kids and, uh. Mm-hmm you know, some of them in, uh, in morning costumes or baby bop or BJ or whatever. It's just, it's so exciting. It's really so much fun. I don't know if, you know, if uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have been to pop culture conventions, but those who haven't um, the cons are, uh, they're really just so much fun. There's, you know, people can go and be themselves and be crazy and, and fun and, uh, and, and everything is, you know, it's all about acceptance and inclusion and, and everybody's just kind of one big family. And I think that Barney really fits in, you know uh, we really have a lot of fun at the shows. Well, it seems
1: like things are starting to slowly open back up now. So um, what's coming up next for you? Could we see maybe some more conventions down the road or any other projects we should watch out for?
3: Well, I'm hoping, uh, you know, I've got, uh, I'm just a few months under 65. So I don't get, I haven't had a vaccine yet, but that's going to happen in a, in a few months. And uh, after I'm fully vaccinated, uh, I'm going to look more at getting back out into the conventions. But right now, we're doing, um, we're doing online convention stuff. We just did uh, uh, Julie Johnson and Patty Wirtz and I, Julie Johnson, the voice of, of Baby Bob, uh, Patty Wirtz, the voice of BJ, and I just did a, uh, uh, a, um, a live streaming event for GalaxyCon. And that was a couple weekends ago, and it was it was fantastic. That was the first live uh, thing that we had done together, and so the conventions. I think, uh, well, a lot of the conventions are doing virtual conventions right now, and that's really exciting because I think we're be, we're able now to reach people who weren't coming to the conventions. And, um, so we're looking forward to having more of those events and, uh, can't talk about anything uh, that might, might or might not be happening yet, but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, your listeners should, uh, stay tuned because, uh, we might be, we might be out there pretty soon.
1: Excellent. Bob, it's been an honor speaking with you today. Thank you so much for your time.
3: Great to talk to you too. Thanks so much. And, uh, and maybe we can do it again sometime. All right.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. And again, that was the one and only Bob West, Barney the Dinosaur from Barney and Friends. And of course, he's got a lot of other stuff coming up now. Look for him at a convention near you coming up soon.
10: bubble to and fro, can you tie them in a nut? Can you tie them in a boat? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your ears hang low? Do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a boat? Can you throw
8: them over your shoulder like a continental soldier do your ears? know me better as Mr. McFeely, the speedy delivery man from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, here to tell you that you're listening to The Five Count. Speedy delivery to you. Just imagine, just imagine, just imagine all the things that we could See, imagination's fun for you and me.
10: We could go to the moon in a great big boat, Build a castle by playing pretend. We might even explore with the big dinosaur,
8: Or make rainbows that never end. Just imagine,
10: just imagine, Just imagine all the And see, imagination's fun for you and.
8: and white cow. Town on Grandpa's farm. There is a black and white
10: cow. The cow. She makes a sound like this. Moo, moo. The cow. She makes a sound like this. Moo, moo. We're on our way. We're on our way. On our way to Grandpa's farm.
8: We're on our way. We're on our way. On our way to Grandpa's farm. Down on Grandpa's farm. There is a little.
10: A sound like this, oink, oink.
8: The pig, she makes a sound like this, oink, oink. We're on our way, we're on our way, on our way to Grandpa's farm. We're
5: on our way, we're
8: on our way, on our way to Grandpa's farm. Down on Grandpa's farm, there is a black and white skunk. Down on Grandpa's farm, there is a black and white skunk.
10: And oh what a snow that would be Spending the time with my mouth up and wine. If all the snowflakes we can you bars and milkshakes, oh what a snow that would be.
8: But there are two little things you should never forget From January through December
10: Lord sort of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lionel, commend it. Hi, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lionel in the
6: original Thundercats, and you're listening to the Five Counts.
8: of things that grow and then there's blue for the sky and purple that's a color that's fun 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 and when we put those colors side by side now what do you think we've done we've made a rainbow and it's a really beautiful one. One, one,
10: one. Oh, i like red
8: it's the color of an apple
10: orange
8: it's the color of an orange
10: yellow
8: it's a lemon and our wonderful sun, sun, sun.
10: Green.
8: It's the color of the trees and lots of things that grow. And then there's
10: blue for the sky, and purple that's a color that's fun,
8: fun, fun. And when and we, we put, put those colors, colors side, by side by side, now what do you think
10: we've done?
8: We've made a rainbow. We've made a rainbow. We've made a, a rainbow. rainbow. And it's a really beautiful one! First you take the peanuts and you crunch them You crunch them First you take the peanuts and you crunch them You crunch them for your peanut,
10: peanut butter, and jelly Peanut, peanut butter, and jelly
8: Then you take the grapes and you squish them You squish them Then
10: you take the grapes you them you squish them you for, for your, your peanut peanut butter, butter and jelly peanut peanut butter
8: and jelly then you take the bread and you spread it
10: you spread it then you take the bread and you spread it you spread it for, for your, your peanut peanut butter and jelly peanut
8: You take your sandwich and you eat it, you eat it. Then you take your sandwich
10: and you eat it, you eat it, cause it's good peanut butter and jelly. Good peanut butter and jelly.
8: First you take the peanuts and you crunch them,
10: you crunch them. Then you take the grapes and you squish them, you squish them. Then you take the bread and you spread it, you spread it. Then you take your sandwich and you eat it, you eat it, cause it's good peanut butter and jelly.
8: And jelly. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family with a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. Won't you say?
1: We're back, son. And we're back. That was Bob West. Awesome. Barney the Dinosaur. What a guy. That's a huge get, if you ask me.
2: Does he ever wear, like, a purple suit around?
1: I think so. Well, he's uh, on the convention circuit, as he mentioned. Uh, Of course, COVID threw a wrench in all of your various pop culture conventions that you usually frequent throughout the year. Yeah. But, you know, things are starting to come back around, and perhaps you could um, meet up with Bob somewhere down the road.
2: It's not a bad idea
1: Wouldn't that to be nice?
2: Wouldn't that to
1: be nice? Sure it would Yes Ton. Uh, It's Wrestlemania weekend It's the five count It's uh, Mailbag question time
2: Can I ask a, a quick question Before we get into this? Yes, those?
1: the wrestling question is present again this week What's the main event Of Wrestlemania this year? Couldn't tell you Something with Roman Reigns. He's like the new John Cena.
2: Except he's not. He is, Ton. He's the guy. Dust. Who did did you think
1: was in it? Colonel Mustafa?
2: No idea. Did I tell you that I heard John Cena's voice? I swear he's doing Honda commercials now. I swear he just does Honda commercials.
1: I think he's on all sorts of commercials. Everywhere I go, I... Well, plus... My conscience is uh, actually voiced by John Cena, yeah. so I'm always hearing him anyway, but Yeah. He's also on TV. I feel like I keep hearing his voice all over the place. Is that weird? Maybe you need to up your medication. I'll try it.
2: Maybe it's the new hearing aids, I don't know.
1: Maybe your ability to hear John Cena is so heightened because, you know, you can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really good. It's something to think about. Really good. But not now, because we're busy. So,
2: what? I'm trying to look this up now. What are the matches? What are the matches? It's 37. Is that the WrestleMania we're talking about?
1: 37? Man, you are old. I was alive before WrestleMania even existed. WrestleMania 37. So, night two is the big night, right? It's already half over by this point. Because it's Saturday night, remember? Remember our lousy time slot? I know we've switched to Wednesday nights as we make it happen, but a lot of folks, the free birds out there, they don't hear it until Saturday. Universal
2: Championship. Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan.
1: Wow. What? It's like 2013 all over again.
2: Yeah, isn't that dumb?
1: Should we go to B-Dubs and watch it with the other Juggalos and drink 15 glasses of Barks Root Beer? Ah, those were the days, those Tom. Those were the days. Remember WWE those days?
2: championship on the first night is Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre.
1: Cool. Ah. I saw Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania in Detroit shave Vince McMahon's head. And Donald Trump was there, you know, the president. Yeah. Your buddy.
2: He's not my buddy, the but Trumpster. Thank you so much. SmackDown Women's Women's Championship, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Okay. That Bianca chick's good, right? And Sasha's decent. Raw Women's Championship is Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I don't know who that is.
1: Are you going to watch both nights and then do a recap for Floyd Shouts? No. <laughs> Didn't even consider it for a nanosecond. Not even. Shut that down real fast.
2: Even the United States Championship, Riddle versus Sheamus. Who cares, dude? Why is Sheamus even still wrestling?
1: He's hungry, ton.
2: He's hungry for the gold. Dude, I just don't really understand. that. I don't know why, but just reading the card sounds super boring to me. So Roman Reigns is currently the champ, and he's up against Daniel Bryan and Edge. So... Yeah. If either one of those takes it, does it even matter? Also... Is it weird to you that I just don't even...
1: Like anything?
2: Like the Universal Championship? I'm still just kind of like, whatever about that. There's too many belts. There's too much stuff. Too many wrestlers to to make me care.
1: You know what I mean? What happened to you, ton You used to be about the professional wrestling. Now you're just me out Well, it's just too much. It's just too much stuff. Too much content.
2: Too many guys. And it's the same guys. That's the weird part.
1: Will you at least watch one night? Will you watch one match? Will you throw Floyd Shouts a freaking bone? Well, I mean, I guess
2: I would watch some of it if I had a login. I'm not paying for WWE to watch it.
1: Now you have to go on Peacock. Why do you have to go on Peacock? Because they own the wrestling network now. Can't really? just can't go to the other thing. Really? Where've you been, Ton? So it's even more money now. Uh, it might be less money. Look into it, Ton. Get up back on the bandwagon. Weird. Be one of the guys like that movie you like. Just be one with of the guys. girl who has the football helmet on oh, the VHS yeah. cover. Yeah. Do you remember? Mm. Oh, I remember. Ton, here's a mailbag question from Billy Floyd. Shouts. Okay. Uh, for you new listeners out there, I doubt there are any because uh, we're halfway through the show and that'd be quite the feat. But if there are some stragglers still there, you could leave us uh, five-count mailbag questions anytime you like. We're on Facebook and Twitter and you can email us at the fiveCount at gmail.com. Or you could call and leave a voicemail or a text message on the Five Count hotline at 507-519-2030. Ton, I don't appreciate the faces you're making.
2: Dude, it is on Peacock, and right now it's two fifty a month.
1: A 50% discount, so regular price is 5 bucks a month only? So now you've got no excuse. What? We could watch it together like on computers, like back when we used to be dating in the late 80s and we would watch TV over the phone together.
2: More Peacock plans are available.
1: You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Does anyone know what I'm talking about
2: ever? Wow. Wow peacock premium is five bucks a month let's do it this is crazy what is this what is peacock premium plus what does that even mean that's like premium
1: and then some
2: of what though
1: i don't know i don't even i wow Okay. I do have a mailbag question from Billy Floyd Shouts. I'm so ready for it. Who's probably already super irate that you won't even entertain the idea of talking about professional wrestling.
2: I would love to entertain
1: it right now just for him. Well, to kick off WrestleMania week, I watched a five-hour ranking of all 383 matches in Mania history. Oh, wow. Oh, good Lord. Why did you do that, (laughs) Floyd Shouts? As everyone has different tastes in wrestling, any list is debatable, but I am curious as to what your favorite match in WrestleMania history is. My personal favorite is Hogan versus Rock, with Bret Hart versus Steve Austin being a close second. Love, Billy Floyd shouts. Wow. Don, do you have a favorite WrestleMania match? That's really, that's
2: really tough, because those are some... Oh, that's like a lot of matches to think about. And he's, of course, got it fresh because he watched it for five hours. That's crazy. That could have been interesting, though, what he did there. Um,
1: Are you going to say Brutus Beefcake versus The Genius? Definitely not. Okay. Uh,
2: there was some really good Austin-Rock matches that I really liked. Uh, that was really good stuff. Was, was the... Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels' uh, retirement match. Is that at a WrestleMania? I believe so. That one would be one of them. I really enjoyed that.
1: You're going a lot newer than I thought you would. Yeah.
2: Um. Was, I really have enjoyed pretty much anything with Brock. Any of them.
1: That's an unpopular opinion, I think. The
2: Brock Lesnar ones, even the ones that were just ridiculous and he suplexed people to infinity and like won easily, loved that. Love it. Love all of that.
1: Like the one when he wrestled Goldberg?
2: Yeah. Don't even care. Loved it. Loved it. That's um, tons
1: choice. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 20. Also, uh,
2: Brock... Kurt Angle, was there one of those? So some of my favorite, I don't even know if this was WrestleMania, but I think it was Brock, Kurt Angle. That was one of the greatest of all time to me. Um, Also, Brock versus Undertaker. Really good stuff, like the the early 2000s one or whatever. Um, That was really great. But, I mean, if I go further back, it's like... It would just be you know anything H- Hogan, but that lasted for years. I can't say anything
1: Hogan. No. But um, I think a couple Hogan ones would be on my list.
2: Yeah, I mean Hogan Andre, of course. Hogan Andre, probably. Everybody
1: says that. Or when the Mega Powers yes, collided. That I was
2: just gonna say Mega Powers collide. Amazing, but, uh, dude, I will. I mean, back then. I have to watch some of that stuff again. But I'm guessing even if I watch some of that stuff again, I'll still think highly of Hogan. But it's not because he's like the most skilled guy on the planet. It's just... He's got personality and he knows how to work. And it's... uh, You wanted
1: to be a -a Hulkamaniac and have fun with your family and friends.
2: Yeah, when I was a kid. So there's like some kind of nostalgia thing there. But I will say I'm pretty sure... The match is a better worker than Hogan. Like, the match, when I watch the match again, like, he is so good. And to me, like, almost completely underrated. Like, very much, during his time, super underrated. But the match was just, dude, the
1: match is so good. Can't argue with that. Yeah. I will say, just uh, to tie in the history of this program, the five count, I would have to put in the match... With uh, King Kong Bundy and Hillbilly Jim. Sure, yeah. At WrestleMania three, That's a good... Because that's how this program got its name. Yeah. Have I told that story? I don't know. I don't know if I have. Here's the thing, Tim. The show, very briefly, was going to be called The Ham and Eggers. Yeah. Because the... (laughs) Yes. But the more I thought about it, if you don't enunciate... (laughs) ham and eggers yeah it really sounds like something you probably don't want people to miss here yeah if you understand what i'm saying uh-huh so that one got struck pretty quickly then it was going to be the kibosh because that's what bundy did to a uh, little beaver during yeah. the match put yeah. the kibosh on him but then when i spelled it out it was like some people say kibosh some people say kibosh yeah this is probably going to lead to confusion we should probably scrap that. Mm-hmm. But since I was on like the the Bundy train yeah. at that point, thinking of the kabosh, I was like, "Let's call it something Bundy." Ask, how about the five count? Check, please. Here we are, forty six years later. Yeah, it really all started good. because that happened to be on in the background while I was preparing for a show that yet to have a, a name. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it all worked out. Except for the part where King Kong Bundy doesn't like us for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. Sadly, he has passed away since, but he was aware of us and he was not a fan of us. Yeah. I don't know why. And in fact, uh, he uh, made it clear that he didn't like us and was also starting his own podcast shortly before he died, which was also going to be called the five count. And I can imagine much like Richard Marks, there probably would have been some lawsuits coming our way. Yeah. Ridiculous. But we never found out because sadly he passed away. Hummer. Hopefully, he uh, on his deathbed thought to himself, "Maybe that was meant to be as a tribute."
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we were on his final thoughts. I'm so, gonna just, I'm gonna
1: think of that. Yeah, that was the case. Probably not the case, but that's how I like to remember it.
2: I remember the the Ham and and Eggers thing, but I did I
1: did not remember the kibosh, the kibosh part of the story because the body said it. Yeah. Put the kibosh on a little beaver. Yeah. But then it's like, do you spell it with a C? I remember that Do you spell it with a K? Do you say kibosh?
2: Well, see, and I naturally said kibosh for some weird reason, and I'm not even, like, from Canada or whatever. So
1: it's, like, already confusion amongst just the first person who heard the name. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think you made the right choice. But, as I mentioned, saying ham and eggers could be uh, misheard and could be um, incredibly... In bad taste, I guess. Yeah, that's... offensive to some people. I will say that when we've tried to get radio IDs from people, and I've said that the name of the show is the Five Count. Yeah, some of them have misheard Count. Yeah, and thought I heard you know said something else. Also very derogatory. Yeah. So that's basically I'm an idiot. Is what it I'm happens
2: saying. all the time. They say stuff like that, or when they say when I say Hey, I'm tongue, and they go tongue, and I'm like, What? And then they're saying the five. But the five con and tongue and what and i'm like dude
1: come Ta- on <laughs> my name's ton what tom tongue todd what what's your name <laughs> todd i'm definitely not a todd <laughs> Get the todd business out of here ton uh how did you feel about the todd business uh you know like roughly 10 years ago oh man thoughts on todd's thoughts on todd's 10 <laughs> year old todd's I just,
2: I just wonder, you know, why anyone would ever name their child Todd. That's my question.
1: I'm not sure, Ton, but I do know that this is the part of the program where we go back Todd years in five-count history. <laughs> April 9th, 2011. This was a, a banner show in five-count history, Ton, and I'll tell you why. It was me and you and Jaleel White. Oh, yeah. Urkel. Yes. Remember when we had Urkel on the show? Yeah, dude, because he and I were best friends and we ganged up on you. That's true. We even made the local paper. It was awesome. The Five Count with Urkel. Yeah, dude. Man, that was already 10 years ago. It was great. Uh, He talked about Urkel. He talked about releasing a rap album, which I don't think ever happened. Yeah, I don't. And then he made fun of me for not being able to get girls. He really did. That was the... uh, The thing I took away from it most that I think about fondly was that Urkel made fun of me for not being able to get girls.
2: Yeah, Urkel did that. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Well, so genuinely, I was actually trying to get you an in. I started talking about the fact that you have a box of Urkelos at home on your shelf. And I thought like, oh, this is going to be a cool thing and he will appreciate that, that you have some Urkelos. And then he immediately was like, How do you even get chicks when you're that kind of person who has Urkelos laying around? (laughs) It backfired. Instantly. (laughs) And
1: I was like, oh, man. I'm really sorry, Dust. I thought I was going to be going the Stefan Urkel route, but not at all. Totally backfired.
2: Yeah, it did. Bummer. But it was cool. He was on the show. And the
1: Urkelos were flying. We got some press. And that was 10 years ago, Ton. That was a good time. We did the Urkel. We did the uh, 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 Urkel.
2: So here's a question for you: What was the what was the WrestleMania big match ten years ago exactly? Do we re, can we recall that somehow
1: at WrestleMania 27? Yeah, not sure. I Probably mean, something with the same wrestlers who are wrestling now. That'd be my guess.
2: Uh, yeah, we that's why we need to find out right here. WrestleMania 27.
1: Oh, I just got an update here, Ton. We record this program on Wednesdays. Do you want to know why no one's calling you? Yes. Because Stunt Monkey is doing an online trivia stream. That's S- where all your fans went. Whatever. Man, you just can't win. That's not a real thing.
2: People who are fans of <laughs> us are not fans of him. Okay, let's let's just. He did get his
1: start on this show.
2: WrestleMania 27. Um, where do
1: I find the matches here? What do I find? This is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in WrestleMania history.
2: Okay. Here we go. Number one match. Is, uh, how are they listed? Number 10 match. Is that really the 10th is the biggest match? Yeah. For the WWE championship was the Miz with Alex Riley versus John Cena. Wow. And the Miz won.
1: That's wonderful.
2: Huh? That's really interesting. Undertaker uh, versus Triple H.
1: This is the part of the program where Tun reads things to himself off his phone. Edge. Edge was still there.
2: Edge was happening. Great Khali versus Sheamus.
1: Yeah, now we're
2: talking. Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. Huh.
1: So Sheamus wrestled twice. Okay, well, there you go, man. That sounds like fun. Not as fun as uh, the five-count, though, ten years ago with Jaleel White. Remember when he was in Camp Cucamonga?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: That was ten years ago in five-count history, Ton. Isn't that something wonderful that we are able to re- I mean, go back and- Reminisce. I almost said rehash, but obviously that's not the word.
2: <laughs> Definitely not.
1: Reminisce. Reminisce. Ten years ago. We're back, and we're uh, going to play another song or four, probably like wrestling-type tunes to get you in the mood for the next half of WrestleMania, which now it's like a two-and-a-half-week-long event.
2: Let me ask you this. Can you think of any Triple H matches that you loved from WrestleManias?
1: Uh Didn't he fight... Henry O. Godwin in a pig slop match. I have no idea. What? Triple H. He got beat up by Ultimate Warrior in like four seconds at WrestleMania 12. Triple H did? Yes. Hunter
2: Hearst Helmsley. He was asked Hunter Hearst Helmsley though, right? Yes. With the goofy pants and a ponytail?
1: Yes. Okay. Same guy.
2: Did you know those were the same guy? Yes, I did. but I. You thought I he died
1: and another guy was playing Triple H, kind of like when the Ultimate Warrior died in the <laughs> early 90s?
2: <laughs> what I'm saying is Triple H has like main-evented WrestleMania many times, I feel like. And, and you miss him. And I can't think of a single match that I was like, oh, man, that was the best. Well, in fact, I, th- I remember
1: thinking Triple H was pretty boring. Ton, I'm sorry to hear that. You know what's not boring? The True Punk's doing Electro. It's coming up soon. It's not at all boring. So we should probably, like, get a move on here and all turn right. it up. Let's do it.
10: In 80 countries, in seven languages, do over a half billion halls each week, the World Wrestling Federation, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. Turn it up! interesting. Turn it
5: up! Turn it up! Bangin' it, bangin' it, bangin' it, bangin' it. Dang it, i
0: Hey, this is Kane from WWE, and you're listening to The Five Count. The
5: wonder of the world is gone, and oh, for sure. I read it in the papers. I saw it on TV. I guess you'll be one empty seat. When I wrestled at Wembley, I used to tear my shirt, but now you tore my heart. I knew you were a a Hulkamaniac, right from the very start. Right from the start, you were my friend. Our season's not been in. to have your you are here ringside To cheer me on tonight The spotlight now grows dim And now it's not on me The prayers we said together Are still our guarantee You were my friend I'll cease not now goodbye To have
0: Guys, doing? This is a super Jimmy Snooker and you're listening to the Five Count. Thanks very much, but I love you guys, man.
1: is ton oh man wrestling songs that's nice you know what ton since we've been uh in this pandemic as the kids call it mm-hmm. we haven't had any wrestlers on the show we used to have them on all the time and that's now true. it's like no go well
2: i'm guessing that they don't care since they're not touring around
1: right we need to get some old timers maybe we do that's it's probably would have been the week to do it we chose to have Bob West, the voice of Barney, on instead. Yeah. Which I think is pretty good. Bet you didn't see that coming. I did not see it coming. Well, we've got some more interesting guests coming up in the coming weeks. Probably every week. I don't know. Good stuff. It never stops. Hey, we just had an interview. It's on the5count.com with founding member and drummer for Blue Oyster Cult, Albert wow. Bouchard. Wow. Yeah, he's got a new solo album. Out. It's called Reimaginos. Reimaginos. Albert Bouchard. We also had his brother Joe Bouchard, also from Blue Oyster Cult on, I think last year. That's awesome. That's the rhythm section of the cult, baby. Yeah. We're cool guys. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean not that cool, but you know, pretty cool. Ton, I think uh sadly I'm going to have to turn off your funky music and hit one of these bad boys. Really? that's fine yeah it's time to go
2: it's that time time to go
1: go to the 5 listen to 500 episodes you may have missed catch our interview with Albert Bouchard and a lot of other stuff on there as well including links to places like Laurie Dawn Ceramics where you could buy the 5 Count Medallion or like there's a picture of Ton on there you could hang on your headboard sure you could it, go to Patreon also stick it to a pillow yeah. we're sleeping together or whatever that's what i do i mean that's what you could do
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes go to the fivecountcom and check out all the sweet stuff we've got there for you including links to t public to youtube to twitter to patreon it's all there right for your taking
1: could you imagine if you went to patreon and paid one dollar All the access to amazing content, all the old shows back when Ton was like, you know, still in his teens and started the show and just like really didn't give a rip. That's some crazy stuff back then. I didn't give any rips at all. You get early access. You could listen to the Five Count on Thursday mornings instead of Saturday nights like a damn dingus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
2: you could do that. Think about it.
1: Also, go to YouTube and uh, find us on there. We've got interviews on YouTube that aren't on the show or the website. And also, the Five Count Co-op is there. The brand new Let's Play series that's sweeping the nation slash right around this area. <laughs>
2: slash our area. It's really good. The Five Count Co-op is pretty funny, if I do
1: say so myself. And stay tuned. We might be teaming up with another YouTube channel called Brian Reby Drives Electric. Yeah. And I think we're done. It's going to be fun stuff. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks to Bob West for being on the show, and happy WrestleMania, ton. Thank you so much.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah.